welcome to another edition of the unofficial English language Pro Wrestling Noah podcast. I know that the podcast has been on hiatus and I do apologise for it um, as I've had some personal issues that I needed to work through and as a result I stopped both the podcast and my Noah project list as I didn't want them hanging over me while I did it. So what has been happening in Noah? Well, they kicked off 2019 with Navigation for the Future, as traditional at Korokuen Hall. Last year in 2017, it was Kino defending the championship against Kaito Kiyomiya, and this year it was a successful defence by Kiyomiya against Kino. But let's have a look at this year's card and the wrestlers involved into it. So, uh, Noah kicked off uh, Navigation for Future at Korokuen Hall on the 6th of January 2019. In the first match, Masaki Tamiya took on Kinyo Okada. Kitamiya's 2017 primarily involved challenging and failing to win the GHC Heavyweight Championship from Takashi Sugiura. He was GHC Heavyweight Tag Team Champion with Katsuhiko Nakajima. And then, of course, the aggression broke up during Global League 2018. On a sad note, um, he had the misfortune of losing his mentor, Masa Saito. Uh, he and Nakajima served at Palbera's at the funeral, and I got the impression that Kitamiya was a lot closer to Saito than Nakajima was. Kinyuro Kada finally had his debut on the 7th of December. He was due to debut alongside Yoshiki Inamura, but this did not happen due to injury. Okada has already shown himself to be entertaining and highly sarcastic, as witnessed by what happened at Noah for Gift. When he was, you know, he was basically smug and a bit disrespectful to his seniors. So they had a good um, but uneventful match, and Okada managed to keep his sarcasm in check, and Kitamiya won with a massive spear that I think probably left Okada winded. In the second match, Yoshiki Inamura took on his hero, Takashi Sugiura. Takashi Sugiura had won the GHC heavyweight title in March 2018 from Kino. Kino naturally is of the opinion that he didn't actually lose it to Sugiura. No, 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 no. He felt that he was just simply lending him the belt. And then Sugiura sublet it to Kiyomiya, which is something Kino said that he couldn't forgive either of them for. So, after defeating Kino, Sugiura blazed a trail of destruction through Atsushi Katoge, whose vicious headbutts during the match left him with two black eyes and staples in the head, and probably contributed to much of what we've seen of Katoge in 2018. Namichi Marafuji, Keno, Masuki Tamiya, Go Shiyosaki, and Katsuhiko Nakajima. I think out of everybody, it was probably um, Nakajima who was the opponent who Sugiura found the most irritating, with his constant smirk which morphed into an evil smile, and Sugiura would lose the title to Kiyomiya, whom he had dismissed as being just a child, and who he said Keno would take care of during Go- Global League for him. Yoshiki Inamura debuted during August 2018. He had a pre-match which took the form of a battle royale and it was very funny to see that the most junior on the card was now Yonta Miyawaki and Kaito Kiyomiya and they're now his seniors. At Noah's anniversary show, Departure, he made his singles against Hitoshi Kumano in September. Inamura so far has shown himself to be something of a powerhouse and like Okada, he shows great promise for the future. Inamura has got his first win of his career, uh, something which I think Yunta Miyawaki is a little upset about, which which is understandable, uh, when he made Okada tap out during his debut match. Since then, the two have developed a slight rivalry. 
Although Inamora knew that he was never going to win against his hero, who he says he wants to be a heavyweight just like him, uh, there are probably things that uh, he should aspire to in Sugiura, and I think, as we all know, there are probably some things that he probably shouldn't. He put up a good fight, and he even managed to stand up to the older, heavier, and far more experienced Sugiura, and knock him down once or twice. Inamura has also entered what seems to be the unofficial heavyweight competition, in that you can see how long you can lift Sugiura in the air for, and the crowd cheered, of course, when Sugiura got him in the infamous chokehold, and he tried to get out of it by lifting him, but there was to no avail. In the third match, High 69 and Minoru Tanaka took on Atsushi Kotoge and Masao Inoue. High 69's 2018 saw him lose his tag team partner, Taiji Ishimori, in the spring as Ishimori quit Noah after a few weeks of hesitation. He then joined up with Minoru Tanaka, whom he had formerly been feuding with over the belts. Minoru Tanaka and Yoshinari Ogawa had won the belts from them, but they vacated them the day after Ishimori quit. Noah then held a tournament in Sapporo to get them back, and it was really a waste of time and resource because everybody knew who it would go to. It was going to go to the two people who had lost them through no fault of their own. Later, they were joined with Yoshinari Ogawa and Seimoro Hashi and called themselves Special Four. Atsushi Kotoge's 2018 has really been very much dominated by his Kotoge revolution. Now, nobody knows exactly what that is, but whatever it is, it's a lot of fun, and Kotoge seems to be enjoying it very, very much. As I mentioned earlier, it all started in March when Kotoge started babbling about a revolution in an interview with Weekly Pro, and then wore the cloak to the ring. A few headbutts later, he had officially lost what was left of his mind, and he became a hyperactive superhero. His cloak is often not appreciated, and it has been abused in different ways. The cloak has been used to buff shoes, had shoes wiped on them, thrown into the crowd, ripped on barriers, been refused as a birthday gift, granted special powers, and used to wipe private parts. All that aside, children love him, and they turn up and they turn up at the venues and do the fist pump with him, and they even run to the barriers to see him come out. And quite touchingly, they also make um, homemade capes as well. There was one little boy, and it looked like he'd, his mother had made it out of a, an anorak. No, I do sell um, children's capes, but I'm afraid, due to the manufacturing costs, they won't be selling adult-sized ones. And Maso, in a way... 2018 has really been Maso in a way. So the funniest thing in this match um, was not in a way who loves to play the bumbling old vet, but the interplay involving the cloak between Kotoge, High 69 and Tanaka. Tanaka wore it on his head and it looked like a veil. High 69 put it on to do the Stuka splash, which Noah put down as the revolutionary cloak splash and then got into a fight with it when he tried to pull it off. Kotoge was thrilled out of whatever is left of Kotoge's mind, and at the end of the match, thinking that despite the fact he had just been beaten up by a man in his, wearing his own cape, they wanted to join his army, which, let's face it, no one so far has wanted to do. What Kotoge got was thrown outside the ring, and his cape desecrated by Minoru Tanaka, using it to wipe High 69's ass. The next match was Hashime Ohara and Hitoshi Kumano who of course are the backbreakers, and they took on Seiyamoro Hashi and Yunta Miyawaki. Ohara has had a busy 2018, as would be expected of Ohara. 
He challenged for the GHC Junior but was unsuccessful and he had neck problems during Global Tag League 2018, which unusually for him uh, caused taping. Uh, he has also been transla- uh, translating. He has also been training the Chinese athletes, working with the rookies plus Yunta Miyawaki, giving exercise classes to the people of Kawasaki. He's been on the health board for the city, studying physiotherapy at the high school, and he also helped to arrange Noah's show at Kos Kawasaki, which he will also hand in doing in 2019. Hitoshi Kumano's 2018 was one of growth, and this is his first belt that he's held. He did challenge Daisuke Harada for the junior heavyweight, but was no match for him in the title match, although he did defeat him in the pre-matches. Harada had warned him that he was in over his head in 2018 by challenging. I think 2019 is going to be very different for Kumano on that front. Sayamoro Hashi's most notable moment was being allowed to join Special Four by permission of Yoshinari Ogawa, and he has also been mentoring Yonta Miyawaki as well, um, mainly during Global Junior Tag League. Although they didn't win, and their win-loss record was pretty dismal, they teamed up to Jen to challenge the Batbreakers after they'd won the belt from High 69 and Minoru Tanaka. Kamano told them to get lost, but Ohara, over the teacher, said that he would give them a chance, but as they had no track record, he would need to assess their suitability first. Yonta Miyawaki sadly did not get his first win in 2018 and his entry into Global Junior Tag League was because Leona became injured and he was drafted in as a replacement. But it is hoped, and indeed Hashimari Hara said so too, that by spring 2019 he will be putting on a belt. So, as I said, uh, this match was to assess her suitability. Miyawaki showed just how far he had come by practically and quickly matching Ohara, and no doubt he will be one of the more technical heavyweights. After the match, Miyawaki said that he wasn't going to give up, and Morohashi said he would support him in this. In the ring, Hajime Ohara announced that in May he would be celebrating 15 years in pro wrestling, and that Noah would be returning to Kods Kawasaki on the 27th of July. In the meantime, the junior heavyweight tag titles have been challenged for by Kaisuke Ishii and Kuki Iwasaki. Akitoshi Saito teamed up with 50 Funky Powers, Mohamed Yone and Quiet Storm to take on three of the hooligans, Mitsuo Nagai, Cody Hall and Kazuma Sakimoto. Akitoshi Saito had a 2019 in which I would say that he came out of his shell somewhat. It all really started with Masa Inoue when he teamed with him and would scream over and then deny it and then do it again. And naturally, of course, Inoue believed him. Later in the year, he joined the veterans in the generational war against the next generation of heavyweights. And he and Naomi Chimarafuji won the GHC heavyweight tag titles from the aggression. Their main feuds were with the teams of Kino and Kiyomiya and, of course, the hooligans, both of whom they defended the titles against. Unfortunately for Saito, Marafuji's injuries caught up with him and the doctor called an immediate halt in his, to his ring, in-ring action and he was pulled in the final night of Global League and the tag titles had to be vacated. 50 Funky Powers have remained constant in 2018 after losing the GHC heavyweight tag titles but had in a way a somewhat inconsequential year. They didn't challenge for the titles again, they competed in both Global League and Global Tag League and joined the veterans in the fight against the new generation. Their fight with the hooligans came when Yuji Hino appeared back in Noah. He and Quiet Storm uh, were both together in the Kaintai Dojo, and after the hooligans had won the title, they challenged for them. 
Uh, this was not this match was not against um, however Hino or Taniguchi. The hooligans started in late 2018 after Maybach Taniguchi uh, sided with Mitsuo Nagai. Uh, then Katsuma Sakimoto joined, as did Cody Hall. They named themselves the hooligans and got a lame flag in the meantime. They are basically a version of Suzuki Gun, and they basically exist to get up everyone's nose. However, they don't actually want to take over and destroy the promotion, uh, but rather to whip everyone in the ring and be a force to be reckoned with. With their not interested, and they're not interested either in the generational struggles. Mitsuo Nagai announced in the winter of 2018 that a new member will be joining the Hooligans. Fan theories range from Masaki Tamiya, who were just broken with Katsuhiko Nakajima. Kinyo Okada, who had just debuted, and Jay Bradley. It turned out to be Yuji Hino, who I will speak more on later. So this match was the first uh, of the two hooligan matches of the evening. This one was the usual one, interference, cheating, opposition being hit with chains and other weapons. One match was fine, um, but a lot of people found that it did actually get very tiresome by the next one. The next match was Retels, or what is left of them, being Daisuke Harada, Tarasuke and Hayata, facing Yohei, Yoshinari Ogawa and Kotaro Suzuki. Daisuke Harada was only 11 days away or so from defeating Taishi Shimori's record of being the longest holder of the GHC junior title, um, but he lost it to Kotaro Suzuki in late 2018. Gotaro Suzuki had arrived back in Noah um, he, when he came back to, when he came, when he appeared in flight. Uh, this was after he walked out with Genji Kobachi in protest in 2011. Afterwards, Hashime Ohara invited him to be part of Global Junior League, which restarted thanks to Yohei in 2018. The decision to invite Gotaro Suzuki to be back in Global Junior League was going to be a decision that the juniors were going to regret. So Suzuki, as per his usual way, immediately started causing trouble. He called all of the Noah juniors except Yoshinari Ogawa, who is a senior and who no one ever talks trash about, not even kayfabe, weak, and said that he, who came from an era when the juniors were at their strongest, would show them what true strength was. Naturally, none of the juniors much liked this, least of all Hitoshi Kamano, who Suzuki said was bulging with fat, and the GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion, Daisuke Harada. Harada naturally was his target. Suzuki won Global Junior League, and then he challenged and defeated Harada for the title. So his mischief wasn't over there, um, as the other members in Special 4 didn't take too kindly to his presence, nor his monopolising of Ogawa, and they fell apart too, attacking Suzuki and Ogawa and throwing them out of the ring. Both Hayata and Tadasuke challenged Suzuki for the belt, and they both lost to him, with Suzuki commenting that, by far, Tadasuke was the most promising out of all of them. After the match with Tadasuke, Harada asked Suzuki for a match for the title, but there was one condition. Suzuki said that yes, he could have a rematch, but if he loses, then Raytails would disband. Harada accepted his words, and it all seemed well at Great Voyage in Yokohama Volume 2 when Reitel celebrated the win and Harada got the title back. Then Yohei, seemingly the most loyal member of Reitel's, turned on them. He knocked down Harada, he knocked down Tadasuke, and then after a moment of hesitation, hired Tattoo, and joined for Suzuki and Ogawa. 
Yohei also challenged for the belt and left with his new friends. Harada, when he recovered from what had happened, grabbed the ring announcer's chair and went looking for Yohei, shoving Yontemi Awaki off the ramp as he went to the back. The title batch has been arranged for January 26th in Osaka. Osaka is uh, kind of the traditional place that Great Tales have for their big matches, uh, especially with each other, as they all have ties to the city during, due to Osaka Pro, uh, with Harada being the only one of the group who is actually a native. Dadasuke hadn't actually held any belts in 2018, although it was his typically manic self during Global League, Global Junior League, by ambushing Harada during their match, saying that he was the dark horse at Raytel's and that if he came to it in order to win, he would poison the food of the leading contenders. Hayata had challenged Daisuke Harada uh, for the GHC Junior Heavyweight earlier in 2018, but he failed in his bid, and for the second year running, he and Yohei also won Junior Global Tag League. Hayata also took part in Zero One's Junior Tournament in the traditional way, with a glass ball being found and handed to him. This time it was done by Takashi Sugiura, who found it when coming down the stairs, and handed it to Hayata, who was sitting there smoking. So, in this match, it went to and fro between the two teams, with Harada not pausing to take his jacket off before attacking Yohei, who found himself alone with his former friends, who all attacked him. However, it was Yohei who got the win over Harada, and while Hayata was seeing to him, and Yohei looked on, Suzuki and Ogawa approached him. Ogawa said something to Hayata, Hayata put his hands on his hips and looked away, and left the ring um, after they did. In fact, no member of Raytel stayed to help Harada out of the ring. That was all done by the ring attendants. In the semi-final, Yuji Hino and Maibaka Taniguchi, the hooligans, defended the GHC heavyweight tag titles against Kasuhiko Nakajima and Go Shiozaki. Yuji Hino was announced as a new member of the hooligans by Mitsuo Nagai on the 7th of December, which was the same evening that they challenged Go Shiozaki and Kasuhiko Nakajima. Hino is probably the most entertaining of the hooligans, as he told Shiozaki that he was a handsome man, but his shots meant nothing, and Nakajima, he told his, <laughs> he got his awesome line that, yeah, he'd grown up, but only because he was tired of looking like a virgin. Nakajima later retaliated by calling him the hooligan's pet pig, and saying that he would stop his noisy oinking. Hino was also sarcastic to his own team by asking Taniguchi what was wrong with his mouth. Uh, Taniguchi doesn't speak, he, he just makes roaring noises. And calling Cody called Calorie and saying that he didn't understand a word of what was being said. He was just as sarcastic as Nakajima in the ring by either acting bored when being kicked or just using his tremendous size and weight to no, to no sell him altogether. Unsurprisingly, Hino is possessed of immense strength and slammed Goshiyazaki like he weighed nothing, and another time throwing him over his shoulder as if he were just a sack of flour. So, uh, Goshiyazaki in 2018. He held the GHC title twice, uh, once with Kataki Amiya after they won Global Tag League, and once very shortly with Katsuhiko Nakajima, whom he joined with to form the Mid-Generation, which was a breakaway group from the Super New Generation Army. Uh, Nakajima and Shiozaki, both having debuted in 2004, which puts them in the later years of Noah's Golden Era. Shiozaki in the Super New Generation Army was always in a grey area when it came to the Generational War. It was felt that he should have been with the seniors, but as he himself said when he debuted, Marufuji and Sugiura were already his seniors and he adored them for it. 
And he was, of course, a little too old to be with the younger heavyweights. I think now I put him with them, as Kiyomiya at the time needed him, and now that Kiyomiya does not as much, although I, I do think that Shiozaki will continue to give him input behind the scenes, he can now move on to other things. Go Shiozaki's most memorable feud of 2018 was when he challenged Takashi Sugiura for the DHC heavyweight title. Sugiura called him docile compared to the sullen, volatile Kino and the hyperactive Atsuchi Kotoge, so Shiozaki retaliated by going completely dark. He posted nothing on social media, he gave no interviews, and unusually for him, um, he did no professional activities. So, when it came to the title match, he and Sugiura put on a classic Golden Era match in Kawasaki. So, Shizaki's role very much these days, uh, especially in the ring, is to bring up the younger heavyweights such as Kitoge and of course Kiyomiya. So, I think unless some of the juniors turn heavyweight in 2019, it's going to be a year for, for Shizaki to do things a bit more for himself. Kazuhiko Nakajima changed his look dramatically in 2018, and Darkseid Nakajima was born. A lot of what makes Nakajima so sinister is the body language. It's the sinister smile, it's the smirk, it's the sarcasm, it's the way he stalks his opponents. He was by far the most irritating opponent that Takashi Sugiura had challenged him for the GHC heavyweight. Nakajima refused to speak at the match signing and sat there smiling cockily. He used a cocky pin on Sugiura during the pre-matches, was photographed outside the ring, sitting on a chair, and using Sugi as a footrest and pointing at him. And he also stated that he didn't challenge for the title because he wanted to, but because he felt sorry for the seniors having to carry the burden of the company on their shoulders, and he would very kindly relieve them of it. Sugiura, not impressed, said at the press conference that Nakajima wasn't going to be smiling when he got an elbow to the face. During the match, Nakajima kicked Sugiura full of holes, and afterwards Sugiura remarked who would want to beat up an old man. But in the end, Nakajima's cockiness let him down, and Sugiura made him submit. The hooligans, that is Yushihino and Maibaku Nanaguchi, took the belts from Shiozaki and Nakajima at Great Voyage in Yokohama, Volume 2 and it was a complete bloodbath. Shiozaki was cut open by a shot um, from the belt and bled everywhere. The match was in complete chaos with weapons, outside interference, ring intrusion. Even the revolutionary hero got involved, flying down the ramp, donning his cape to save his friends, whom he appears to have joined, although no one appears to have actually asked him. And after the match, uh, when the hooligans had won the titles, 50 Funky Powers appears to challenge them and Hino acted exaggeratedly towards Quiet Storm and called him my old friend and told him he was very remiss for not being in touch. Storm didn't take it well. Somewhat tongue-in-cheek, Hino said that there wouldn't be any blood in January rematch, and so there wasn't, but we had already seen the hooligans want this evening, and I hate to say it, but this match was tiresome. Nothing could start, nothing could happen. Um, for long stretches, there was no real match or result due to the constant interference of the hooligans. But when things did get going, we saw some gems, especially when Nakajima's eyes fill black, when Hino knows that he's kicks by yawning, and they had a chop kick exchange. Or when Hino, of course, treated Siyazaki like he weighed nothing. Sadly, the interference in the match uh, hark back to the days of the Suzuki Gun era and their interference in title matches which is something not many people really wanted to remember. So, 
After everything was wrapped up and Shiozaki was pinned by Maibak Taniguchi using the Maibak bomb, the hooligans were challenged by 50 funky powers. Quiet Storm told Hino that they were going to finish them. Hino's comment was to say that Yone, the afro, was over. In the main event, Kaito Kiyomiya defended the GHC Heavyweight Championship against Kino. I can best explain their shared history and what led them to this moment by telling their story as one. Kaito Kiyomiya declared that he would win Global League 2018, but Sugiura dismissed his statement as he was too young and inexperienced. Kino and Kiyomiya were in different blocks, and while Kino fell out at the last stages of the league, meaning he couldn't qualify at first, Kiyomiya came in for a stroke of luck when only having six points, which he couldn't qualify with. However, the three with eight points above him lost the final matches, which put him in the finals. Now Michimaru Fuji won block A and Kiyomiya block B, and so the two were set to meet in Global League 2018. Namichi Marafuji, it of course being his 20th anniversary year, had been doing a lot. During Global Tag League, he was appearing in All Japan's Champion Carnival, but the roots of the problem I think probably went back to 2017, when he was also one of the heavyweight tag team champions in DDT. Flight was against Kenta, and then he planned to appear in yet another tournament league in another promotion at the same time as Global League. He was begged to take a rest, um, but just like Global Tag League and Champions Carnival, he refused to listen and he got stubborn and defensive about it. He wrote in there to the Ark uh, that when he was of the all J- he was of the all Japan mentality, which meant that unless someone, usually senior, stopped him, he wouldn't stop. In know in the early days he had a complete rupture of the left knee glu- left knee cruciate ligament, and he'd actually wrestled the next day with it taped so tightly he couldn't actually move it. And of course, it went again in the match, it caused further injury, which means that he had to wear a brace on it for the rest of his life when he wrestled, and Misawa told him very firmly that he was having surgery. But sadly, in 2018, uh, there was no Misawa to take control, and everybody could see him disintegrate, look progressively more exhausted and ghost-like. He was in pain during the tournament, and in Yokohama, everything just came to a head. He was no longer able to do his fault over the ropes due to the condition of his shoulders and he suffered a hamstring injury. And at that point the doctor put his foot down and said he was injured and called an immediate stop to in-ring work for now. Samara Fuji was also scolded by President Uchida when the results came back and saying that there was a left shoulder contusion injury and a left thigh muscle rupture and Uchida asked him how on earth he could have let it get this bad without doing anything. So, Marafuji was injured, so there was nothing anyone could do about that. So Noah held a three-way between Keno, Kasuhiku Nakajima and Kohei Sato to see who would go to the finals and face Kaito Kiyomiya for the number one contendership. It was Nakajima who won, and Kiyomiya defeated him for Global League 2018 and became the youngest winner in league history. Kiyomiya then went on to defeat Takashi Sugiura for the GHC heavyweight title, and he once again made history. After the match, Kano stamped his way to the ring. Kano had said that 2018 had been his best and his worst year. His best because he won the GHC heavyweight, and his worst because he lost it and he failed to get, get it, or any other heavyweight belt back. Throughout the year, Kano had two obsessions. Namichi Marafuji, whom he was obsessed with, beating for the GHC heavyweight title. But he got beat at Global League. Takashi Sugiura, who he had taken the belt from him and Kaito Kiyomiya, who he swung between seeing as a younger brother, who is in need of protecting and guidance, 
a teacher and a schoolyard bully. He and Kiyomi had actually teamed together during the year when they took on Marifuchi and Saito for the titles but were unsuccessful. So in the ring, uh, Kino told Kiyomiya that he was sorry to interrupt such an emotional moment and said that the match did nothing for him and that he was challenging him for the title. Kiyomiya, as polite as ever, granted his wish. In 2017, it had been young, green Kiyomiya who had challenged Kino. It was now angry Kino challenging for the GHC Heavyweight Champion. It was the moment that Kiyomiya had been waiting for. He wanted revenge. But, again, in a strange way, their relationship had been shaped. He had Kino to thank him for the fact that he was even champion. It had been Kino defeating him for the title that gave him the motivation to get it. So they had a match at Noah for Gift, um, which was a Christmas show, which Noah said was a random drawing done by lottery, but I don't think anyone quite believed it. The referee had to separate them at the beginning and at the end, and actually Kiyomiya showed some flashes of not being so polite when he and Kino were squaring up. The title match itself was a battle. They both wore each other down to the bone, and then when these were dust, they started on the splinters. Kiyomiya learning to dodge Kino's attacks, and at one point lulling him into a full sense of security so that he could drop kick him from the top turnbuckle before he did the foot stomp. Kiyomiya retained, and Kino slunk off to lick his wounds, and post sadly on Twitter that he didn't know what to do next. At Sushi Katoga, he probably thought he was being highly helpful, suggested that he could start a revolution. Katoge also said the same thing to Kiyomiya when he appeared in the ring to challenge him, wearing his cape with a huge collar, and forging not the one that had, he had worn earlier, earlier in the evening. Because we all know what happened to that one and where it went. Fortunately for the gravity of the situation, the far more sane Masaki Tamiya appeared and said that the GHC heavyweight did not need a comedy wrestler. Kiyomiya, hugging the belt to him and being very polite, left it to the company to arrange the details and a singles match between Masaki Tamiya and Atsuchi Katoge has been arranged for January the 20th. The winner of that, of course, will meet Kaito Kiyomiya for the title on February 1st. February 1st is also the day when Naomichi Marafuji will return from injury. I think Kiyomiya will probably have a couple of title defences beyond either Kotoge or Kiyomiya. Kori Hall said, or perhaps joked, um, that he would be challenging for it, and I am hoping that when Marafuji does challenge for it, it's not immediately on his return um, from injury. Although we did promise Kiyomiya um, they would have one big match to make up for the loss of a Global League. Kiyomiya says that he wants to hold the belt for a year, but I really do doubt that he will hold it for, for that long. So, that really wraps up Noah in 2018 and their first show of 2019. In other news, IPW have announced that all of Raytel's, and indeed the former member of Raytel's, um, which of course, um, Raytel's being, in a nutshell, Daisuke Hirada, Dadasuke, Hayata and the exiled Yohei, will be appearing at their Junior Heavyweight Championship Tournament on the 15th of January in Milton Keynes. Daisuke Harada will face Chris Ridgeway in the first round, and Hayata will be facing Kid Lycos. So that means that um, we do hope that the match is for Tadasuke and Yohei will be announced soon. So the other IPW wrestlers, aside from Ridgeway and Lycos, are Ben Baston and James Castle. So that's really um, all of it for now, and I will bring you another podcast when Navigation for the Future 2019 wraps up. Thank you for listening. 
I've been Hisame, and you can find me at Twitter on HI5AME. This presentation has been brought to you by Noah Archive, the pro wrestling Noah podcast. 